0: Welcome friends to this episode of The Picture it Podcast. I'm your host Jess and today we have a special guest speaker my friend Brianna Kaylin. I call her Miss Bree. Miss Bree is the Chief Creative Officer at FashionEmpire.ca and a personal stylist at Butterfly Girl Style. Today she is going to share with us a personal story of an experience that she went through that started out as a negative, heart-wrenching deal that she had to deal with and go through. But that as time went on and as she was able to work through it, she was able to reframe it and turn it into something positive and regain her power and something good out of it as she moved forward in her life. It's an amazing story. It brought some tears to my eyes and I am just so excited for you guys to hear it. So that being said, let's get on into it, shall we? Alright, everybody, this is Jess, your host. We're here at the Picture It Podcast. And as I said in my introduction, we have the beautiful Miss Brie with us today. And I am so excited to get to hear her story that she's going to share with us. Brie, just in case I missed anything on the introduction that I gave for you, could you just give us a little bit more about who you are and what you do, where you're from, anything like that before you jump in?
1: All right. I am Brie. I am a personal stylist and I like... I like dogs. They are my best friends, and this is a story about my dog. Sweet.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, jump on in. Let's have it. Here we go.
1: So this is a story about how I met my soulmate. Okay. Um, It started in in 2013. I had a trauma. I'm not going to go into it, but I had trauma. I was severely depressed and struggling with PTSD for about a year and a half afterwards I was still struggling okay. um, and then I decided I was going to get a service dog because I tried every therapy I could get into I tried every uh, resource that could help I tried everything that I could do and I was still struggling and when I thought about getting a service dog, I was like, okay, what well, what would I name her? I knew it was gonna be a girl. Okay. Um And the name Elthea came to me. It was like Elthea. And I had to do some research. I had to look it up and go, what is Althea? Who is Elthea? And she is the goddess of healing. Oh, I love it. Talk about something there, huh? So it was um goosebumps immediately. I knew I needed. I needed to do this. I need to go down this journey. So, I needed to find Delcia. <laughs> and I grew up with dogs. We had a. Um, my mom had the best dog in the world. Growing up, his name was Jasper, and he was a Sheltie, and he was. He looked like a Border Collie. He was black and white, but he was a Sheltie and he was like fluffy and 30 pounds, so not too big, but not like a small little Yorkie and just the perfect, just the perfect pet, the perfect size. He was so obedient. He was so calm and relaxed and had a presence to him. He actually passed in 2013 when I was going through my trauma. So... Gotcha. Um, in 2015, when I started the maybe I need a service dog thought process, then I was like, I want a Sheltie, and I just knew I just knew it was going to be a little girl Sheltie. I was living in Victoria at the time, and I. Was looking, I started looking at breeders is where I started, because I was like, it's going to be a shelty, I'm going to self-train, and I'm going to just see when a litter of puppies is going to be available and put it out there. Wow. So I started doing my research and I found a couple of breeders in Alberta, a couple of breeders in BC, and then a breeder in Victoria. And the breeder in Victoria had a litter of puppies due early November. Okay. And I was doing my research in October and I was like, this is just too synchronous, synchronous Right,
0: like it's lined up. The stars have aligned, here is your litter.
1: <laughs> exactly. And it was, there. she was about a half hour drive from me and I had a car, so it was like super easy to get there. So I waited about a month, and then I saw these puppies at the beginning of December. And they were three weeks old, and they were pure balls of love, absolute pure balls of love. There's nothing better and than baby puppies and kittens. They were just <laughs> little baby puppies, and they barely had their eyes open, and they it was like love at first sight because it's three-week-old puppies. Right, right.
0: How but it wasn't,
1: one? <laughs> it, wa- it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't quite, I, I wanted to pick like one. It was like, okay, I just know my puppy is in here. Right. I know my puppy is here. And I, I don't think I have a picture of her that day. Okay. So my puppy was, there were two litters of puppies and I held one litter of puppies and the other litter of puppies was just a little bit too young. Okay. So I stuck to the one litter and then my puppy was in the other litter so I went back when they were five weeks old and I met this little girl and she just came up to me and she just snuggled in and was like you're my person and I just hung out with her and I played with all the other puppies and played and played and played and had so much fun but she just hung out with me and was just like you're my person and I just knew from that little that that one like hour and a half session of of being with the puppies uh, like that was my girl that
0: was it. That
1: um, and I wasn't sure I wasn't sure if I was ready for a puppy I wasn't sure I was 21 I was in school full-time but I was like having this mental health crisis so you don't really you're not really in school at all right, right you got a lot on um, your plate like going on you got a lot on your plate but you you just you got to focus on your health and you got to focus on your life yeah and so I, I was like, I think this girl is the one. And the breeder was going, oh, what about this little boy, this little boy, this little boy? And I'm like, okay, I'll do the puppy testing at eight weeks and we'll see which one does the best. Right. What is there's puppy test? So a puppy test is when you're testing your service dog to see what puppy is going to be the best. Mm -hmm. At eight weeks, you can do a couple of different tests, so they're like turn the volume on all the way up on the TV, uh, slam a door, and if you leave the room, do they look for you? Okay, okay. What does
0: the the volume up on the TV and slamming a door do? So those those will
1: startle the puppies, Um, and you want to make sure that like your puppy is going to be a solid dog when it grows up, it's not going to be startled by anything. And that starts when it's young Okay. so okay. most puppies will will react to the loud noises and they'll, they'll be a little bit scared but they'll shake it off and keep going okay and so that's what it, that's what i was looking for is and it didn't phase her one bit i just knew she was like solid um she she was just like okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be worried about the um the noise and I'm just gonna look for my person so I I knew she was my girl I I brought Ellie I named I nicknamed her Ellie um I brought her home on January 6 2016 and she was heaven and hell at the same time because she was a puppy she was create she was curious and creative and wonderful and energetic and joyful and busy very busy (laughs) like children
0: when they're little they're very much a lot like having a
1: child
0: um if they're quiet you're like are they sleeping or what are they getting into
1: (laughs) exactly it's like when they're sleeping you know they're into something because when she's sleeping she's right beside me right (laughs) like when when it's quiet like she's into something um she was she was an adventure to raise um we went to we went on a road trip that summer i had her um she was a service dog in training so i had this little service dog in training vest for her and she could go pretty much anywhere with me Right. Nice. um that people were okay with her being trained right Um, so she went on ferries, she went on, like, she stayed in the cabin with me and stuff. Um, she was the easiest dog to train to do what I needed her to do, and I feel like I never had to train her. She just knew. She always just knew, and she would, she'd wake me up from nightmares, was one of her tasks. Okay. Um, and she'd apply deep pressure therapy for, if I'm having a panic attack, she'd ground me. Nice and um having her then if I was having going through dissociations or like feeling unreal and like life is just not she would just connect mm-hmm. I would rub her ears okay. and she would just come over to me and like stick her head in my lap and I would just rub her ears and gr- get grounded again nice
0: and I was like so we had, definitely had some serious connection going
1: on we had we had a, we had a connection she was she was my soulmate i don't know how to put this other know she was my soulmate she was like the love of my life she brought so much joy and so much love and warmth and happiness right. to that dark period right. before i had her um in 2017 about a year after I had her we moved back to Edmonton because my mom had breast cancer okay.
0: um
1: my mom my mom's breast cancer wasn't serious enough to need they called it stage one so it wasn't serious enough to need irradiation but she needed surgery yeah. so I went back there's a lot of stuff that goes with with all of it so yeah. Oh yeah. Uh so she had surgery and I moved home for the surgery. Okay. I moved home as soon as I could after the surgery, let's be real. Um and that was that was our life after that was was being in Edmonton and adjusting to life in Edmonton. Okay. And because my trauma happened when I was living in Victoria, I didn't realize how much my trauma was placed in Victoria. Okay. And how, when I moved from Victoria, my, my fear, my hypervigilance, my anxiety that I was going to run into this person that was my abuser uh, dissipated. Right. Okay. And it was just, it was, it was a
0: new place. Like it was, a lot of that fear was attached to the event happening in that area. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that must have been a little bit of a relief to have some of that load lifted
1: off and really you It was amazing. Um, It was the point in my life that I kind of could turn around and I didn't feel like I needed a service dog. I wanted a service dog. I loved having my service dog. Right. So I didn't feel like I needed a service dog. And it was kind of that attachment to the idea that I don't need a service dog that kind of I feel like manifested everything that happened so I had Ellie in Edmonton with me I mean I met this guy when I moved to Edmonton and we moved in together in October that year and he loved Ellie I loved Ellie I loved him we were like this happy little family I got a kitten I had my cat we had this like happy little fur family going yeah. Um, uh, we had my, we had a roommate at the place that my, my boyfriend bought. He had a suite in the basement, so we rented out to his, to his friend. And so there were three cats and my one cat was just, um, a little too particular. <laughs> a little too particular. He moved out. I, I, my brother actually asked if he could take my cat and I was like, okay, I've had this cat for seven years. I. Need to let, need to accept that he's not happy here, and he needs to be happy. Right. So I put his happiness above um, my own comfort and let him move move with my brother. Um. So I did that at Christmas, and then in um, in the New Year, then. It was going good. Everything was, life was happening. Me you and know, my boyfriend were, were truck shopping. We were looking for, um, I was in school again. I was at Indiana Maddox. And it was this, I was busy and I was doing things. And I wasn't, I was working and I didn't have to have my service dog with me, right? All right. So it was kind of, Life was going going for you. you Life was going for me and I was moving forward from my disability. And then the freak accident happened. Um, My ex was uh, playing with Ellie while he was um, shoveling the sidewalk. And he let her outside in the backyard without a leash on. The yard wasn't fenced. He thought he, she was going to be good because she's good with me, Bye. but she wasn't his dog. And she took off on him and we lived on a busy street. And it was like right, right when everyone was coming home oh, no. and she, she got hit by a car oh, no. and passed immediately. And I was shattered and broken, and I went back to being depressed and having PTSD all the time and being having nightmares, and I couldn't sleep. And I woke up, I think, five times that night, and I would just wake up, and she wasn't there, and I just started sobbing. And it was like the hardest night of our lives because we, my, my boyfriend would wake up and he'd just be crying with me, and it was just so hard. Um, and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it that she was gone because she was my, she was my world. Yeah. She was my, she was my soulmate, and I knew she was my soulmate, and I didn't know. How can, like, everything they say about a soulmate comes in and it, it, they mess up your life and they make it flip it upside down and they turn it on its head. Everything like that. That's what she did for me. Right. And she'll she bring so much joy, but so much chaos. And I'm like, that was her. Yeah. Which
0: um, is the perfect example of what a soulmate does, right? They come in. She was the perfect example. And either you have the happily ever after or there's always some sort of traumatic ending kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, goodness. Not so goodness, the the next I'm day <laughs> I don't know how, but the next day I had to look at some puppies. I just I had to look at some puppies. Right. Um we lived in rural Alberta, so the closest puppies were of course of, of Batcher Border Collies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know anything about Border Collies. They're, they're amazing, phenomenal dogs when they grow up, but if they're, if you have a puppy, they're crazy. I did like not, ex- type dogs. they're, they're also sheep herding dogs. Yeah. So I was like, they're, they're close to, it's close to Ellie, but it's like not the same. Right. So there was this disconnect. Um, I got this little, I, I went and saw these puppies, and of course I come home with this little boy. And I named him Jack-Jack, and he's just this tiny little puppy, and he just, like, came over and just sat with me, and was just snuggly, and I was like, okay, I, just, I can't let go of this dog. <laughs> um, that was honestly how I survived. Um, the darkest time after losing her is I had this little puppy, and I just took him everywhere with me. I got, I actually got kicked out of school for taking him with me to class, because they're like he's a disruption and everyone's just looking at the puppy right (laughs) and he's not he's not doing serving a purpose and I would just dropped out because I was like I I need I need the support to be there yeah yeah it was like
0: like changed right so like your where you were at in life was changing and growing and then having you know going through the loss of Ellie like you can't have something. You can't have a connection with a person or an animal like that to get you through those kinds of times, and then just come home the next day and be like, okay, they're gone all of a sudden. No, you have to feel. You have to feel that hole somehow. But even though you're filling that hole back up, the connection is still different because even suffering yep. through her loss, I'm sure that there was growth that happened for you there. With the realization that now you've got, you know, Jack-Jack and your need for him was different than what your need for Ellie was. So your connection to him is probably completely different, right? My no connection to him less. was
1: completely different. Yeah, It was beautiful and wonderful when he was like the the first few days I had him. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy told me to pick up de-wormer on my way home. And so I picked up some dewormer from the vet on my way home. And I did not know how sick this puppy was. Oh, no. He was sick? He was sick. He was oh, full of worms. Oh. He was fat and tubby because he was full of worms. Oh, no. And that night, he, like, I gave him the dewormer, and he just shit worms for, like, five, six days straight. Oh, my gosh. And then,
0: <laughs> and
1: then, after cleaning up all this, all this, this, this disgusting poop from him, he perks right back up and he just is ready to, for anything and he's ready to go and he's like a completely different dog. Oh, wow. He has so much energy, he is so excited for life, he feels so good. Yeah, he doesn't have like 50 other people sharing his body with him. <laughs> exactly. It, it helps when you're, when you're healthy, um, yeah. but no, he was just, he just was crazy. Um, I had this plan in my head that I was going to move back to Victoria, finish my degree, be done in a year, get everything done, and then I wouldn't have to think about Ellie until after after I got back to Edmonton. Right, uh, was my thought process. Right. So I was on this mission. I was going to go. It was March at that point. I left my I left my boyfriend, my my ex, because it just
0: I'm sure that that whole event was probably That whole
1: event kind of shattered relationship our
0: relationship. Changing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I can imagine. It, 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 it broke us. So yeah. I left that relationship in March. I had the plan to go to in May to uh, Victoria. I had like six weeks to get there. So I was just working and taking care of this puppy, running him four times a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and making the arrangements to, so that I had a solid ground to run on when I got to Victoria I, yeah. transferred, with, I transferred with work I was working in a retail store they transferred me to another store over there um, I yeah I had work figured out I had school figured out um, I was all signed up for my classes I was going to do I think two classes that summer and work and I moved out there. I was there for three weeks and I got evicted. Oh no. Because this dog was too crazy.
0: Oh no. What was, was he like barking or something? Being crazy? Barking? He was crying
1: when I wasn't home. Oh. I would give him like, I'd take him for a walk on a mountain. I would wake up at like seven in the morning, take him for a walk on a mountain before doing anything before doing anything go to class at like 12 because it's like a four hour hike that we just did go to work for four work until eight and then come home and he'd be crying the whole time and he'd be like like running like needing to run and i was like i can't i can't do this i can't do everything I tried to do everything um and he was just he, he held me back right. and but I was like I have to. I have to hold on to this puppy it's my responsibility it's my job it's my um it's my ownership as being an, a dog owner is I have to take care of this dog first and foremost Right. so when I got evicted it was I had 24 hours to get out because I didn't have a lease or a contract or anything. Um, So I just packed up my car, stuck this puppy in the passenger seat with me, and drove back the next day because I was like, I'm I'm not going to try and make this work. I obviously have something to do. I have a mission to heal, and I need to take my time and do nice that for it. <laughs> and I, I was like I don't have the place for isn't to do that in Victoria the place is to do that in Edmonton so I went back to my mom's house I went and moved home and so I worked on training this dog but I also were tried getting back into work and just moving forward and I realized I had all this grief and all this trauma and all this weight on me and I just had a mental breakdown that summer. I was like, I, I can't keep going forward the way I'm going. I need support. I need help, but I need the right support and I need the right help. Right. Um. So my mom got me into, find, got me into see a trauma therapist. And that was life-changing that like, that was the game changer for me. Right. Um, but I still had this puppy and he was still a little bit crazy. And I was like, okay, I'm at a place where I'm not probably going to move for a while. I'm, I'm in a house with my mom. My mom owns her house. Um, what if I got another puppy? What if I got him a friend? <laughs> <laughs> that was my whole hope was I was going to get him a friend. Oh, no. I was like, I'm gonna get you a friend, and you're gonna calm down because you're gonna have a friend to play with. Right, right. That was the, the idea, right? Yeah. That was the idea. So I spent I spent like three months looking for a a, a, a good companion to work with him mm-hmm. because it had to be the right fit. It had to be like the right breed, the right all these little these little things. And I was like, it could, if it was a border collie, that'd be preferred, but like. Right. I don't really want, like, another crazy Border Foley, so I'm kind of going for an Aussie Shepherd. I'm looking at different, similar breeds, but not the same breed. Right. And then, and so I was like, I, w- I, I was shopping. I was on Kijiji looking for just whatever I, whatever needed me. Whatever I needed to fill this void in my life. And this one day I was scrolling through and I had gone through all of the ads, seen everything. And I was like, hey, let's just refresh and hopefully something new is there. Right. So I hit refresh and there's a Border Collie puppy. It's a new ad. (laughs) The ad says Border Collie puppies. And I... Don't know why, but I click on this ad. I know why. The puppy in the picture is terrified.
0: Oh, no.
1: The lady is holding his nose. She has the long prosthetic nails. And she is like, puppy needs to go ASAP. Right. And so I messaged her and I was like, do you need an interim home for him? Her. I thought it was a girl. And... She's like, it's a boy and I was immediately like, I don't want another boy. They're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want another boy. He's crazy. Um, I was looking for a girl because I was gonna balance out the house. But yeah. I there was this little boy and I was just temporary. Yeah. I so you
0: look I, on I, your face right now. I don't think temporary was in your vocabulary. <laughs>
1: it was temporary we were going to find a better home for him um i just needed to i i needed to do my part to make sure this dog was safe and good Uh, and taken uh, care of and loved and so uh, we went out there and we we pick up this puppy and we're just going to take him home for a few days until we can find him a better home i hold i look at this puppy and i hold this puppy and i know I know in my heart, in my soul, that I am, I've been drawn to this puppy because I have the exact same soul as Ellie. Oh. And so I have this dog now, three years later, his name is Blaze. Um, he also goes by Bagel Bop and Bugaboo, and he is the best dog I've ever had. He is i swear that i did the math to figure out from his from when ellie passed to when he would have been conceived to when it would have been a puppy to when i would have picked him up right because he, i didn't pick him up from an eight-week-old puppy i picked him up from a four-month-old puppy okay and it was about eight months after ellie had died
0: so and the kind of stars were lining up for you and ellie
1: so it was like the stars lined up and it was like this is your soulmate. Yeah. Here's your soul back. Yeah. I love and that. And I I never let go of that puppy. I need I needed Jack Jack to connect me to him. Uh, Jack Jack still lives with my mom and she's now his dog. He's now her dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he totally runs the house and but she loves it. She loves, she loves the energy that he has I and mean, she understands him in a way that I never could.
0: I love that. What an amazing story, Bree. Oh my gosh. Like, you all know that we do these recordings via Zoom so we can see each other live and not going to lie. She's had me in tears. I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine i don't want to imagine i have fur babies and i always say okay when these guys pass that's it i'm not getting any other dogs because i cannot leave the house like they're even right now they're sitting right here behind me they follow me into the bathroom they sit outside my shower if i leave like i can't even go in to go pee and go in a different room without them following me back and forth between the different rooms And when i leave apparently it doesn't matter who else is still home if mom is gone they will sit out at the front door and howl like literally full on howl and have huge fits (laughs) my husband has recorded it and i'm like what's wrong with my dogs and he's like you're gone that's what's wrong with this is what they do every time you leave the house i'm like oh my gosh so i i can't even imagine but i i love This story that you have shared breathe this has been amazing so you had so many different perspectives in in this story you have the the negative stuff that happened to you that led you to Ellie the stars definitely were lined you know you got to it's almost like the the um, like her her little soul was like leading you through the different stages that you had to go through to get to where you are today it's, it's an amazing story. I love it. I love it. I love the fact that you have her soul back, even if it's in a, another dog, in a boy version, whatever it might be. It's still the same connection. I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that story today. We are getting close to wrapping up our time, but I, I'm i going to go over a little bit because I want to, and I can because it's my podcast. So <laughs> I want to know if there was one thing that you learned from that entire experience full circle. What's one thing that you can say that you came out of all of that with? I'm sure there's more than one thing, but just pick one thing.
1: The lesson I learned is you cannot choose the length of your dog's hair. <laughs> um, I because it. I much as I wanted to choose and be like I'm gonna have this dog it's gonna look like a little lassie it's gonna be perfect it's you don't get to choose your dog right your dog finds you right yeah and that connection is just priceless yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that's so true though right because I mean like some
0: puppies my puppy Wally he is like a mini lassie dog um he's a mutt mix his name is wally because we got him at walmart like they were giving away puppies in a clothes basket and my ex-husband and the kids came walking into the store like we were walking past and i was like no no, no no we're not even gonna look we're not even gonna look we're not looking we're not looking and i walked in and then they went and got him he was the last puppy and they brought him into me and they were like mom he's the last one nobody else wanted him because he's so little da, 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 da. And I kid you not, as soon because as, they knew what was going to happen as soon as I held him, I'm like, I'm taking this sucker home. You can fight me if you want. <laughs>
1: exactly. That's and how that's,
0: it goes. That's what happened. <laughs> and he was supposed to be, they said he was going to be like 15, 20 pounds, short-haired. He's not. He's like, he's overweight right now because he's older and he's got bad hips and he doesn't like to go on walks kind of thing. Um, so he's probably got, you know, a couple of extra pounds. So he's probably like 30, 40 pounds and mm-hmm. his hair is long. He's got like Cocker spaniel hair. So his tail does a little curly loop-de-loo and he's got little tufts on his legs. I'm like, yeah, he is not short haired at all. And my short haired dog Rex, when he gets wet, he just shakes it off and he's fine. While he gets wet and he smells like ass for like until I have to wash them again. And it's awful. I'm like, Oh gosh, no. So, but, but I love them to pieces. So anyhow, I mean, family. they are, they are. It's like having, it's like having other children. My kids are getting older and, um, you know, slowly finding their way out into the world, but my dogs are still here with me and They're like, why you could go do this or that or the other. I'm like, no, I can't. Because if I can't take my dogs, I can't leave them at home. Like, I mean, yeah, you guys could come over and watch them or whatever, but eh, kind of thing. So it's, yeah, dogs are definitely like babies. Definitely. My daughter, Mm -hmm. I was telling you about earlier before we started recording, her puppy, when she got him, she had, she was off of work when she first got him. And then she had to start back up at work. And the first day she had, he was kennel trained. And the first day she put him in the kennel and left her house to go to work. She heard him crying in the house and she cried the whole way to work. She was like, I have to figure something out for my pup or I'm quitting my job. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like they don't, her and her family they don't have children because they're not married yet, but they have Jack's and he's the fur baby. And so I am grandma to fur baby. So fur baby started coming to my house to stay with grandma so I could watch him and he could hang out with all of us while she was at work and then they'd come home from work and pick him up. And then he got a little bit older where he could stay home by himself in the backyard. In addition to the fact that my dogs were teaching him bad habits, such as the crying at the door and all of that stuff. But yeah, they're definitely like children. So I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us today. Um, For those that are not familiar with Miss Bree get to know her I'm gonna have in the episode details all of her um, links to find her out where do you want people to find you at and then I would also like for you to share anything in particular that you have coming up or that you're sending out that you want people to take notice of so where, where do you want people to find you on social media I'll have those links posted and then what is your what is your plug for the end here
1: so I can be, I can be found on fashionempire.ca. Um, that's my Instagram handle is just fashionempire, one word.ca. Uh, it will, it will change at some point, but it's not big enough yet. So that's okay. So on Instagram, okay. on Instagram. Um, and yeah, that's What was your other question? Um, Well, my other question was, I know,
0: I wanted to know if there was anything in particular you had going on that you wanted to tell people about. So I know that you have some crowdfunding stuff going on that we're trying to get some eyeballs on. So tell our viewers a little bit about that and we'll make sure we post that link as well.
1: So I'm a personal stylist and I run a fashion company called Fashion Empire. It is a... um, I'm do, currently doing crowdfunding because it's eventually going to be a sustainable fashion shopping hub where you can go be your, it can be your one-stop shop to go find all things sustainable fashion. Uh, I will curate everything to either be made sustainably from either from the sourcing fibers or from the ethical standpoint of fair trade or uh, fairly tra- fairly traded for labor. Um, locally made is where I got shop stuff going on here. No no sweatshop stuff, no, no, um, backyard, uh, sweatshops, no overworking laborers, no, it's going to be local, it's locally made, locally or locally uh sourced, or if it's brought in from another part of the world, which is what I'm trying to decrease, is the, the transportation of clothes, because we transport a lot of clothes. Right. We could just transport textiles, that would be so much easier. Um, transfer all the textiles over to North America, and then we can make all the clothes we want. Right. <laughs> right? So, I, it was, it, I, my focus is making it so it's you're connected to your sustainable, your local, your sustainable brand, and it's going to be a nationwide, not nationwide, a global-wide movement. I have interest from all over. If you want to join the Empire now for any amount of donation, any amount of donation as small as $1, uh, you can. You can go to my my website fashionempire.ca and join the empire is the tab that you're going to click on and donate to the crowdfunding sweet so. so then when
0: when things are all in place and get out those people that donated and get on that list i think you have a mailing list there too will be the yep. first in the know for when the good stuff drops right
1: exactly <laughs> exactly okay. and that's how you get on to the, the early access the um i'm hoping to have a um, I'm hoping to build it out this summer and have it ready for Christmas for early access. Nice. And then after Christmas, for the then early access will end and you'll just have to pay a membership if you want to join cuz right. it's going to give you all the all the prime the prime aspects of um, having a prime membership mm-hmm. for sustainable fashion. That's and if nice. that's not if that's not amazing and cool, then this isn't for you. You right. can stick to Amazon, right. but right. the goal is to be competition for Amazon. So. Well, I'm excited
0: to see what happens with it. I'm definitely going to be watching, and I hope that you guys all will too. So with that, I'm going to say thank you, Ms. Bree, for coming and joining us today. Thank you, everybody who has come in and listened, and we will see you again next week. If you like what you're hearing here on the Picture It podcast, I would ask you to please scroll up and hit the subscribe button. Turn on your notifications so you can be the first in the know when a new episode is dropped. If you would like to send me any suggestions, comments, tips, tricks, suggestions for content that you would like to hear my perspective on, or if you would like to come on and be a guest speaker and share your story, please reach out and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, and Facebook at J jwilsonpix. That's J-W-I-L-S-O-N-P-I-X. I want to take one last minute here. And again, thank you for coming and spending time with me. There are a thousand other things you could be doing with a few minutes that you come in here and hang out. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week.